What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on in Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn 1049 AM 1260 and hornfm.com with the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports. Start it up, baby. Start up your Wednesday. The madness. The league year of the NFL starts today. What does that mean for Aaron Rodgers? What does it mean for Lamar Jackson? And maybe another move for the Dallas Cowboys. we get to all that coming up. Also, our coach's corner. What's uh, the game plan for Rodney Terry and staff getting ready for Colgate? Not a toothpaste. The champions of the Patriot League. That's the opponent tomorrow night, 620. And I uh, wonder if you think this is going to work, Buck. You know, uh, Woody Harrelson. And Matthew McConaughey, those two dudes teamed up. Remember they did the show True Detective? Oh, yeah. HBO's True Detective. That won all kinds of awards. And, and wasn't that the year where Matthew won like the Emmy for Best Actor on television? And then he won it for Dallas, Dallas Buyers, Buyers Club, Club the yeah. Academy Award. What a run he had for the Minister of Culture. Let me just read this to you. So the two actors and friends, Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson, are teaming up again. This time it's an unscripted show for Apple TV+. Plus. Unscripted. I guess meaning no writers at all. No script. And the premise is Woody Harrelson is going to move to Matt McConaughey's Texas ranch where their families will attempt to cohabitate. Ten-episode series. No word on start date. According to a press release, it's a heartfelt, odd couple love story revolving around Woody and Matt's, quote, strange and beautiful bond. Interested? Yes. <laughs> For sure. Oh, man. T.Y., you in? Yeah. Anything anything McConaughey, I'll, t- I'll check out at least. Woody and Matt. I think this is big. That'd pretty, be pretty cool right there. Matt Good and Woody. Stuff. Good bromance. I wonder oh, what yeah. the wives think of this. That's the, the, that's the deal in the family. That was my initial kids. thought. I'm like, well, his, Matthew's lovely wife, Camilla, it seems lovely. I mean, uh, you know, we, we saw her statement. Remember, they were on that airplane, that flight to uh, Germany that like they had that horrible turbulence, and and she was very. I mean, she so seems very like a very nice person. Does she really want to be on? Well, we'll see. Maybe she wants her time to shine on but, on, on the on the air. Maybe, and then the kids, I on guess, the big screen. Because I don't. I mean, we know Matthew's got several kids, three kids, and Herb, and then there's there's Woody, Woody Harrelson's family. That's that's. I, mean, I don't know anything about his family. I don't either. How many kids he has or whatever. This, yeah. So be Woody, grown. I think it'll be called Matt and Woody. Matt and Woody. Nice. And they're going to live together for our enjoyment. It says here. In an up, in a, yeah. Okay. For how long, though? Uh, Is this like a well, week? Well, that's, that's the thing, right? It's 10-episode series. I bet it's like a month. I, was, I would think a month on the ranch. How long would you take to acquire footage for 10 full episodes? That kind of a, maybe, I don't know. I don't know. All right, Buck, I'm taking to uh, beginning to fill out my bracket at hornfm.com. I'm doing it at uh, our bracket contest. Remember, you can win a big old HGTV from our friends at uh, Audiovisual Consultations, other cool prizes. Get on in there and get on in there. We now know Alabama is going to play A&M Corpus. 
Uh, I'm going to take the Crimson Tide in that one. You know, Good I like me, like me some Islanders, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and take them. Who do you like in that Maryland-West Virginia first-round game? Where are you, where are you living Maryland. on that? Over Huggy Bear? Yes. What do you know about what do you know about Maryland? What are the Terps all about out of the Big Ten? They're about their guard play. Well, West Virginia's out of this battle-tested conference, and uh, yeah, the battle-tested. Did you worry about Colgate? No, I'm not. I'm just pointing out Colgate's strengths. They can shoot the three. They shoot well, but they don't shoot good free throws. I don't know where that comes <laughs> that from. That is weird. Isn't that weird. It's weird to say they they're great three point shooting. Well, I mean, team. just look at the numbers. You go to the, the can't shoot. They're first three throws? in f- f- three point percentage. They're third overall in field goal percentage, and they're like three hundred and seventh. In free throw percentage, I mean, it's like the what, heck, they go, it, what do they go to the line twice a game? <laughs> is it too short or something? I don't know. I don't know what goes on with that. But uh, hey, let's get to the other headlines, trending topics. Get you caught up this morning. UBO Business Services, and yeah, started Texas baseball. District Falk Field last night. Longhorns made it six wins in a row. Took the first of a pair of midweek matchups with North Dakota State, seven to two. Longhorns were down two to one, and that's when the right-hander Charlie Hurley. Came in and uh, went, proceeded to toss five and a third scoreless innings of relief. Uh, relieving starter LeBaron Johnson Jr. Texas offense went to work, posted seven runs on eight hits. Eric Kennedy, Jaden Duplantier each drove in a pair. Texas now 10-7 and seven on the year. Same two again tonight at 6.30. Good one down in San Marcos last night. Full house, sold out crowd to see Texas State take on 11th ranked TCU. And it was the Bobcats, the homestanding Bobcats, doubling up the Horned Frogs 8-4. How about the uh, Cats, uh, Bobcats young slugger Jose Gonzalez batting nearly 400. Last night went three for four, almost hit for the cycle. Smacked his seventh home run and came a triple sigh of hitting for that cycle. Uh, college basketball, madness of March underway. First two of the first four games were played last night in Dayton. And the Islanders of Texas A&M Corpus Christi got the win. Held off Southeast Missouri State in the first game, 75-71. They'll now play the overall top seed, Alabama, in round of 64 action on Thursday. Also last night, Pittsburgh, top Mississippi State, in a bit of a rock fight, 60-59. to They are in the 11th seed in the Midwest. They're now going to play Iowa State on Friday. Two more games tonight for play-in. For the play inside, Texas Southern meets Fairleigh Dickinson. Winner is the 16th seed in the East. Nevada plays Arizona State. Winner is the 11th seed in the West. Q2 Stadium last night, Violet AC came in shorthanded, but with a three-goal advantage from the first leg of that CONCACAF Champions League opening round, Haitian side able to withstand a fierce onslaught from the home side to advance in the tournament with a 3-2 two-match aggregate final. Sebastian Driussi scored twice, and Austin FC won the match 2-0, but Verde needed a third goal to force penalty kicks, and they another would have gotten them to the outright win in advance, but didn't happen. How about the Violette goalkeeper, Paul Desius? He played tremendously. The uh, Verde gave it their all. They peppered the box, shot, firing 35 shots, 10 on goal. Desius made eight saves. Two came in the final minute to preserve the win. NFL, after laying low on day one of the NFL's legal tampering period on Monday, Cowboys went to work yesterday, to say the least. They have... Uh, uh, reached an agreement with a three-year deal with their hard-hitting safety, Donovan Wilson. That was followed up by a two-year agreement with their linebacker, Leighton Vanderesh, bringing him back. Then yesterday afternoon, word came out the, cow- the club is agreeing to send one of their fifth-round compensatory draft picks to Indianapolis for former Pro Bowl cornerback Stephon Gilmore. Other big moves yesterday, Eagles, the uh, division rivals, they reached an agreement with their Pro Bowl cornerback, James Bradbury. They also got a deal done with their running back, Boston Scott, division rival Giants. Have swung a deal with the Raiders to add the Pro Bowl tight end Darren Waller. Props to lifetime Lawhorn and former Horn intern Charles Amenahu. He cashed in on his breakout 2022 season in San Francisco. 25-year-old has reached a two-year deal with the defending champion Kansas City Chiefs. Arden Key is signing a three-year deal with the Tennessee Titans. And the New York Jets 
have reached an agreement with the uh, former Packers receiver Alan Lazard. It's a four-year deal. That leads to further belief that Aaron Rodgers is on his way to the Big Apple in a trade. Expecting to hear from the four-time MVP today concerning his future plans. This segment brought to you by UBO Business Services. Great people, great service, endless possibilities. That's UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. That sounds like lots of herb smoking on the ranch with Matt and Woody. Could be. Could be. Uh, Yeah. I got to see Woody do that. Getting those eggs gathered together, milking those cows. <laughs> That'd be funny. Those two are great together. Oh, I mean, in, that, in to watch them do something like that would be great. In True Detective, they were really good. Bailing that hay. Here's Woody with a big old thing of hay. Well, you know if they're out there, that, that Matthew's going to bring his brothers over there, too. Oh, of too. course. His brothers will be a part of that. They'll be out there raising hell. Oh, the campfire scenes would be absolutely out of this world at night. <laughs> yeah, I'm with it. That I'm would be something it. now. Are, are his brothers like him? Are they all you know cut from the same cloth? Sort of. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. his his one older brother is like, Wex. I mean, he, he, he is the cloth. He had his own show. Did he? Uh, um, yeah. Uh, we've had him on the show before. Mm-hmm. He's an actor himself, but he really is a he's a landman out there, you know, oil man. Uh, Rooster is his name. Rooster McConaughey. He's got Rooster and Patter as brothers, and Rooster's been on our show before. Yep. He's a character's character. He's the guy that um, what what he. He's got, he named one of his kids Miller Light, Miller Light McConaughey. <laughs> yeah, Miller McConaughey. ML. Yeah, ML. ML McConaughey. Wow. Yeah, Rooster's a, Rooster's a, um, he's been an actor, but he also made a bunch of money. 68 years well. old. Yeah, he's a bunch older than Matthew. Uh, I heard the story when they, one of the brothers like punched Matthew in the face, like when he was a rising actor. Hey, my face. Yeah, he punched him in the face. Oh, hit like, me in the face. Like his agent flew all the way from L.A. or whatever and went out and said, listen, you can't punch him in the face. Can we not? I mean, he's a, punch him in the he's head. a heartthrob. He's Matthew McConaughey. You guys can get but you can't punch him in the face. Come on, guys. That's the moneymaker right there. Do that. What doing. Yeah, I think I'd watch that uh, that show. Uh, I'm interested to see what this what, uh, Ronnie Terry and his staff does with as what they're going to do is starting lineups. I got to believe they're going back to the the old starting lineups where Timmy Allen is a starter. They want to see what he how he is physically early. You know, you can bring him off the bench. You know, he's been sitting around in a game, and then you try to bring him off the bench and try to spark him that way. I, w- I would probably want to see how he is early in a basketball game. With that in mind, let's dive into our coach's corner. It's brought to you by Audiovisual Consultations, giving away that big flat screen TV for our bracket contest. Always appreciate Tom McKay and his team. Audiovisual Consultations and Tom McKay, the really smart guys who never make you feel stupid. Yeah, I mean, I'll be intrigued myself on what Rodney Terry does because it's it was fairly obvious, I thought, last week that the, the three-guard lineup with two bigs really paid dividends against, you know, whoever they were playing in those three games. Yeah, and, and if it's any game you're going to do it, it's going to be this game. It just feels like you could, uh, and we talked about this, on our, on our March Madness special, the tournament bracket special on for Sunday night, and then with myself and Zay Collier and Patrick Davis, and then you and I on Monday. I mean, Timmy Allen is a veteran enough that if if you want to stick with Dill- – because the thing more than the three guards that, that really stood out from the Big 12 tournament was the way Dylan DeSue and Dylan Mitchell played um, up front. And then when Christian Bishop would come in and, you know, talk about clogging the lane and – 
as we talked about, when you've got you know Dylan Mitchell and Timmy Allen and Dylan DeSue on the floor, you got three bigs and, and they all have defend, defenders on them. It clogs up the middle when it's just two and you can run high picks and high, high, high pick and roll. The lane's wide open, and I, I, I wonder with you where they go with this because Timmy Allen, I would imagine, would be open to saying, "Look, I mean, if you want to keep that rolling, I'll come off the bench." I'll, and then at that point, your rotation is instead of Jabari Rice coming in as your first sub, it's. Timmy Allen coming in for Dylan Mitchell. Sure, and you don't do anything to Jabari Rice because that guy's just a baller now. It doesn't matter where he comes from. No. And when he comes into a game, he's just ready to play. You know what he is. Yes. And that's, I mean, I, to me, that's the biggest advantage the Longhorns have over everybody in this tournament is the experience at guard. To have three guards who have start, who last year started games that won a game in the tournament. Uh, New Mexico State for Jabari and Iowa State for Tyrese Hunter. Marcus Carr won here at Texas and was the tip of the spear. All three of those guys, uh, and they're playing good basketball right now. I just think you want to keep that confidence rolling from when they left the floor in Kansas City. It's just you want to see how Timmy Allen is in early sure. in the game. It just well, but if you go back and watch the rotation of the year, eight minutes in, and yeah, he's Jabari in the game. Rice would be in the game by the fifteenth, sixteenth minute of the first half. Right, the the, the media mm-hmm. timeout would come at eight ten under sixteen, and typically he'd come into the game. Uh, and that's that's they use the forty minutes. They use their depth to wear teams down over the forty minutes. They try to get, you know, keep people fresh. And it wouldn't be wrong to to put keep Jabari Rice in there, and then bring Timmy Allen in for Dylan Mitchell, and then bring Christian Bishop in for Desue, and you know Brock Cunningham spells a guard, and you just go with your rotation. Arterial Morris has earned himself some playing time sure. too. Uh, the freshman who played tremendously in Kansas City, and that's to me the difference in the Colgate game is just both teams are good. Texas is just so much more athletic, and um, you know, the depth of what they bring to the table. Um, the the you know, we talked about that all year, eight or nine deep, bringing really talented players, starter type players off the bench, because that's what if you put Timmy Allen on the bench and make him your sixth man, along with Christian Bishop. Well, now you're bringing a you know your second leading scorer off the bench, kind of like that, or third leading scorer for Texas right now. I'd like to see it, but you're right. We'll see what the lineup looks like tonight. I don't think Roddy's going to go ahead and announce it. No, there's no would. reason to. No. I don't know why you would. There's no reason to do that. Um, you know. I just like to see. I know as as the player, I'd like to get in there early, see what all this, see what this lower leg injury is like in a full speed. You know, not coming off the bench six minutes into it, but just getting out there and getting warmed up and ready to go. Yeah, you don't even have to keep me in there very long. They're playing in Des Moines, Des Moines, Des Moines Iowa. Such a bummer because Texas. Everybody thought Texas was going to Vegas, going to be sent to Vegas. How cool that would have been. Ty would have Ty would have had to take time off and been out there. Gone. Ty would no have been gone. To, the only thing when you go to Des Moines you can do is you probably get over to see the Field of Dreams or something. There you go. And I mentioned this on Selection Special Night, but you really could if you wanted to. I shouldn't say this out loud. If you if you because you're gonna have to fly to Chicago anyhow, right? And probably rent a car somehow to get to Des Moines. You could fly to Chicago today or tomorrow, right? And spend St. Patrick's Day in Chicago. Oh, baby! Right? Who? What's better than they dye the river green and uh, the parade? It's a huge one uh, in Chicago. You do St. What's Pat- better? Boston. Well, close. They're they're pretty. They're rivals in that regard. But you you watch the game with Colgate at a local Irish pub up in Old Town or something in Chicago, and then you drive to Des Moines if they win the game, and you get to go see the. Uh, the you know the the Aggie game potentially the Texas A&M True. Penn State game how about how would that be that's a pretty good weekend and then you fly back you drive back and win or lose and you fly out of Chicago it is about a five hour drive by the way to Des Moines Whew. out of Chicago 
I saw flights earlier this week, $89 round trip with a Legion. To Chicago or to no, Des Moines? To, to Des Moines. Now, did the birds flap their wings really, really hard? Real? <laughs> Did you say Legion? It was like $200 to check a bag, probably. I mean, but. Des Moines is like due west of Chicago. You just head west and keep going. Go by the Field of Dreams and get to Desmond. You get some soy, soybean fields there, I guarantee you. That'd be kind of a fun deal. I, I've been to Chicago for St. Paddy's Day. It's a good time. It's a good old time. They do it right there in Chi-Town. That's right. It's Friday, right? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. Friday. Yeah, Friday is yeah. St. Patrick's Day. Sure. Yeah, you could do uh, St. Patty's Day there. Yeah, and on Friday, come on now. That's going to be the big party. Hey, so uh, Austin FC, let's mention that for Josh Wolf, His team, that's disappointing. I mean, I don't, I'll be the first to say I don't know a lot about CONCACAF, and I haven't followed it in the past. But this tournament, this is being called one of the biggest upsets ever uh, in this tournament for uh, the team from Haiti. To You're, supposed, you're playing some, an easy team early just to get out of the, 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 you know, the group and – Man, to lose this match, and we said what what a mess it's going to be if that own goal that they they kicked it into their own goal down there in uh, in Dominican Republic last Tuesday, and that turns out to be the difference because certainly in front of their home crowd last night at Q two Stadium they brought the energy, they fired thirty five shots, they were trying to get there, but I mentioned in the headlines this goalkeeper. Remember they were picking up the players from New they, Jersey from the boardwalk, <laughs> yeah, down well, Atlantic City. Well, this goalkeeper. Paul Desi has played unbelievable. I mean, he made like eight big saves, and he was everywhere. And it looked like Austin FC was going to go ahead and win this game. All they had to do was get it to 3-3, and it would have gone to PKs, and they would have had a huge advantage at that point. Uh, and they had opportunities. 35 shots they took, 10 on goal, 10 really good looks. This guy gave up two goals to Sebastian Drusi, but uh, he stopped eight of them. They were so close in the last 20 minutes. I know. So many times. It was painful to watch. Oh, and so they're out of that deal. And um, see you later. See you later. Now, you were saying something to me before the show that I on this whole Claudio Reyna thing and his family. Yeah, what the hell is all of that? I haven't you know, read- we, 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 we talked about that earlier, you know, in the, in the season, or towards the end of the season, really, when that was going on with Claudio Reyna, his wife. Gio, Gio, well, right after the son. World Cup. It was right yeah. after World well, Cup. We their had talked son, about it. Their son, Gio, right? Boy, they got into the business. They got into some, some business of the of the World Cup. I mean, for I, I understand for trying to protect your son, but my goodness. Well, I, I have to read that story. Is that uh, is that in the Statesman? Yeah, it's in the Statesman. I'm to go dig, I mean, it's been that's been, that na- that's been world look, news. Look, he's been uh, well, yeah, because it's 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 Team USA, right? U.S. Yes. Men's National Team, and that that and Claudio Reyna. Had played on that team before. He, he something that happened way back in the way, way like old grudges held, old weird stuff. And mama well, got they, involved. Burhalter and Rania played together on on the national team, and they've known each other since they were like eighteen years old. Right, their wives were roommates in college. They're going back to personal business from way back. Stuff that's been settled too. For yes, thirty years. Well, and he's no longer the the manager, the sporting manager well, of people, Boston people, FC. Still with the team, but oh, Burhalter. I mean, U- U.S. national team. No, they haven't made a decision. No, with, R- with Rainey, yeah, he left too. But with Burhalter, they, I mean, they wanted him out anyways. But they have. They, they he kind of got bullied. Is the consensus he got bullied out by the Rainey family? Yeah, yeah. Politics, man. Politics always fun. Soccer and everywhere else. This says, "Hey guys, Des Moines. Just imagine Lubbock with better people and no sandblasted face." <laughs> See, that's that's a term I haven't heard in a while. Sandblasted face. And wow. let me just say. 
that that message came in from someone called Longhorn in Lubbock. So he's a Longhorn fan living in Lubbock, there so he can, he can speak on firsthand account of the sandblasted face. In the face! Does it smell better? Uh, Des Moines? And there's a lot of I mean, agriculture out there. Yeah. Dude, I never got that smell when I was in Lubbock. I mean, what? I, I it comes in, in every night, pretty much. I mean, I lived in Champaign-Urbana, so I smell sheep, you know what, all the time. When the, when the warm winds would come in, you could smell the sheep poop. You know what I'm saying? From I mean, it it smell. Sheep stuff is not a good smell. <laughs> I mean, wow. Well, I lived in Lubbock, and I can tell you I smelt it a lot. That wasn't sheep, though. How long did you live in Lubbock? You made it a semester? Uh, almost a semester. Almost a semester. A few, few months I was there. Oh, and uh, what was it? Too much party, not enough studying? Is that the deal? I had some older guys be like, yeah, you might want to get out of here while you, while you still can. <laughs> you not while you, you can. You don't end up like me. <laughs> get out while you can. Yeah. Let me just tell you, youngster. You're on a bad path here, my friend. You're on a bad path. All right, we'll uh, we'll come back, get to all these top stories, get back to the Cowboys. Really like what they did. We'll take your thoughts on Rodney Terry and his lineup. Also, Chris Beard introduced as the new head coach at Ole Miss. We'll dive into that press conference and what went on there. And, yeah, what say you? Rodney Terry, do you stick with the what you saw in Kansas City or you go back to Timmy Allen in that starting lineup? Both have been effective for the Longhorns, but uh, you wonder what Rodney and that staff come up with. We'll pick it all up. Plus, the Cowboys making moves. It's being on the horn. It's Bucky and Aaron. Uh-oh. B&E with you. Looks like uh, not going to happen. Bijan Robinson, we've talked about the, the Philadelphia Eagles. Potentially in the draft, they have two first-round picks, 10 and 30. And uh, all Cowboys fans fear was Bijan would end up in the city of brotherly shove. Well, some breaking news, breaking news. Looks like... Uh, Philadelphia is saying adios to Miles Sanders, and they're going to sign Seattle Seahawks running back Rashad Penny. Damn, that ain't good either. Rashad Penny. That's a good player. That is a good player. To go with Boston Scott and Kenneth Gainwell, their other two, you know, they have the three-headed monster running back, and of course, Jalen Hurts is a running back himself. Yeah, but Rashad Penny, who's uh, often injured in Seattle. but uh, I was going to say, if he stays healthy, he'll have as many yards as Sanders did. He won't. He won't stay healthy, will he? No. He never did in Seattle. Never did. And that's why they drafted Kenneth Walker the third out of Michigan State this past year, and he played really well for Pete Carroll. Uh, but, yes. They have uh, two running backs there to get, come on and get injured. Whether he gets hurt or not, it's uh, – Chris Carson's the other guy. Yeah, Chris, Chris Carson, Carson, he yeah. retired. He had a neck injury that drove him out of the league. But, um, you know, whether he stays healthy or not, that, that would indicate they're not going to draft a running back. They've got their three set. They re-signed Boston Scott. They've got Rashad Penny, and they've mm-hmm. got Kenneth Gainwell. Does, does that – Yes, it does. I mean, is Rashard Penny like that big of a? Yeah, well, but he, but you I mean, only have he so, was a guy that was. I mean, how many cut running backs are you going to carry? How many yeah, running backs gonna, are you going to carry? They wouldn't. They wouldn't draft another. I mean, I hope they don't draft him, but um, I think this would. And they're giving him decent money. Uh, this is a former high draft pick, and they're himself. knocking. They're knocking on wood. Yeah, he doesn't get hurt. Um, but they really like Kenneth Gainwell. Their twenty twenty one fifth round pick. He came on and was really the game, came mm-hmm. their feature back later in the season and into the playoffs. So that would indicate. Because look, they're gonna they're losing key guys off their defense through this free agency period. Uh, that would lead me to think that they're going heavy defense uh, to to fill some holes there in this draft, and they need a cornerback. I mean, they're gonna. I mean, they re-signed Jonathan Bradbury yesterday, or at least agreed to terms. Uh, you know, they're gonna be sitting there at number ten, and they're gonna have an opportunity to take the kid from Illinois, Devon Weatherspoon, uh, Christian Gonzalez from Oregon. I mean, the top corner on the board very well may be there when they're at ten, which is uh, probably where they'll go, and then at thirty. You just go best player. 
for the for the Eagles. Cowboys are, are putting themselves in that position too. Really like what they did yesterday. Uh, really excited to see that they were able to get Donovan Wilson and Leighton Vander Esch back. Guys they have drafted and developed and fit their scheme, fit their system with Dan Quinn. That was a really big move. And then obviously the trade to acquire Stephon Gilmore, the uh, five times a pro bowler, and still playing at a pretty solid level. Started all the games last year in Indianapolis. Uh, they were a bad teams, so you didn't see much of them. But he was their best corner. He won't be asked to be the best corner here with the Cowboys. He'll just play opposite Trevon Diggs. And uh, just a real big, physical, long-armed corner. Yeah, man, that guy's around the ball. He is. He is. And... Uh, uh, you know, people, guys who cover the Colts have said, no, he was our, he was their, one of their best defensive players last year. He's still 31. He'll be 32. But uh, that's a nice pickup for the Cowboys. For a fifth-round pick that you just got in a comp- compensatory oh, yeah. manner, that's a nice use of compensatory pick right Makes there. Makes up for the uh, Amari Cooper trade maybe, a, maybe. Little, a little bit. Well, last year you could have used Amari Cooper. But, yeah, we'll see. Now it's a whole new slate in this year. And now, the, you know, I don't – Micah Parsons is really active on social media. We know he likes to play Twitter. But um, he had a tweet yesterday about, you know, something at DeAndre Hopkins with some eyeballs. Is it finally time? And that's leading folks to wonder if there's a DeAndre Hopkins to the Cowboys trade in the works, which would be, man, if you added DeAndre Hopkins with, um, you know, Pat, with, with what you did yesterday uh, with Stephon Gilmore and re-signing two of your guys, you really go into the draft with the ability to just take the best player available uh, add weapons around your quarterback and solidify your offensive line. They still need a defensive tackle, I believe, an interior D lineman uh, to build some depth there. And you can you always can can't have enough of those guys. But uh, like what the Cowboys did yesterday for sure. And gosh, a DeAndre Hopkins move would be huge, huge. Yeah, I mean, I love the 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 two keeping Vanderesh though is big. It just is for them. They're just a different team without him in the game around. Yeah, you know, when it comes to stopping the run. Look, I'm not. I think we've all had our say on Dak Prescott and where he is in the stratus of quarterbacks. But I watched DeAndre Hopkins for years with bad quarterbacks in Houston. That guy will go get anything. He'll go catch anything you throw him. And uh, another year of CeeDee Lamb development with DeAndre Hopkins, with Michael Gallup, fully healthy. Uh, whatever they're going to do at the tight end position, Tony Pollard has been franchise tagged. Uh, really like. Really like that. If, if the they Cowboys got Hopkins, could... I mean, that would allow C.D. Lamb to play in the slot a, a lot. lot more, which that's yes. where he's best. So and I think that would be huge. Well, you could you you'll be scaring some people, especially if you line up C.D. in the slot and put DeAndre Hopkins outside of him on the same side. And Michael Gallup. Too. If you put all three of them on the field at the same time, that's a well, problem. You're, yeah, you're gonna. And of course, C.D.'s really good in the slot. I mean, you go back to that. Remember the Eagles this year had how great their defense was, but. That game against the Cowboys on Christmas Eve when they kept sliding CD into the slot and they torched the Eagles um, for 40-some points. I mean, no one did that against the Eagles last year. Against Their defense was outstanding. Now, Patrick Mahomes and come-from-behind fashion had himself a pretty good second half. But, uh, yeah, CD in the slot. And they couldn't do that with him last year because they didn't. he needed to be outside for them, which is what led to Dalton Schultz catching all the balls and being the second-leading receiver. Uh, that, would be, that would be impactful. For the Dallas Cowboys to add a player of the caliber of DeAndre well, they Hopkins. have to add a player. They do. They can't. They can't go pat and say, "Okay, we, Michael Gallup's going to be much better this year." They can't say that. So, if they, 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 if they do get uh, Hopkins, do you think that puts them above where the Eagles are right now? I think it puts them on par with. Well, it's close. It's close. It's going to come AJ down to better. That AJ Brown deal was just a monster last year of a well, deal. I mean, look at, at this point for me for the Eagles and the Cowboys, it's about 
Can Dak Prescott outplay Jalen Hurts? I don't think he can, but because I think Jalen Hurts is only getting better. But yeah, more weapons for Dak, the better. And we the New York Giants yesterday. And where do you put that offensive line? The Cowboys offensive line not as good as the Eagles, and not as good as the Eagles, but good, but thin. Thin and injury prone at this point yes. is what I would call the Cowboys' offensive line. I'm still not and just con- an injury away from being screwed up again. Well, yeah, because you you've lost Connor McGovern and Connor Williams in back to back years, and you know if if when Tyron Smith suffers <laughs> his you injury, go. you're going to have to put your your the, the rookie last year Tyler Smith out the left tackle, and then you know you also have to get Terrence Steele signed. Terrence Steele's a restricted free agent. Keep that in mind. You're starting right tackle. Is he going to be ready for the start of the season? Well, that's the other question, right? I mean, you're kind of in a he, he hurt himself pretty bad late in the year and with a knee injury. You you counted that that uh, Michael Gallup was going to get healthy quick, but he wasn't ready. He was there, but he wasn't himself, and that's your starting right tackle. So, yes, so advantage Eagles on the offensive line. It's a huge year for the Dallas Cowboys in a lot of ways because well, just... they're going to have to take the Brings truck and back it up for Michael Parsons. They're, they just are. That guy is not settling for there will be no deals there, right? You're I paying agree. Him. No, yeah, I don't. You pay him You're whatever he him. wants. Yeah. Well, and again, as we talked about, the the quarterback power is all in the AFC, especially when Aaron Rodgers ends up with the Jets. It's it's there. I mean, it's. I mean, rank the quarter. Let's say Aaron Rodgers is gone. Rank the quarterbacks in the NFC right now. Number one, Jalen Hurts, right? Yes. Followed by. Is it Matt Stafford or is it Dak Prescott? I'm not going Matt Stafford right now. Okay, no. then it's it's is it Dak Prescott or is it Kirk Cousins? Kirk Cousins. Ooh. Is it Derek Carr or is it Dak Prescott? Dak Prescott. I'll go Dak. Okay. Then Derek Carr. So we go we go Hertz one mm-hmm. based on it, but you know, he's got to stay healthy and he's got to follow up an incredible year last year. So we're going Hertz, Stafford? No. Cousins. Co- Ooh, I'm going Stafford. I'm not buying you guys the neck injury problem. I think it's Stafford. He won a Super Bowl. He was a good player in a bad team in Detroit. Then I'll go Cousins. Okay? Fair? Matthew Stafford is hurt and old now. Plus, he's pushing people off stages. Would you stop with that? He was hurt for one season, and uh, I'm still going to put Matthew Stafford as one of the top quarterbacks in the NFC. Cousins, then Dak is four. Is that right? He's I mean, Kirk Cousins has Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Is that the only reason? For- well, and there's nothing Aren't wrong with the same guy. Well, the Cowboys can do the same. They can have certain guys. Dak is. It's not there. It's not Minnesota's fault. It's not Kirk Cousins' fault because he's got numbers, that dude. Look at all their numbers. Dak. I mean, Kirk Cousins is. They're tied. The white Dak Prescott. They're tied. They're about, they're exactly the same. Okay, so they're three and four. Okay, so five becomes Derek Carr. Is that right? Just joining the the Saints. We're going Derek Carr in that spot. Yes. Six is Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is six, yes. Who had 15 touchdown passes last year. And they just added uh, Dar- Darren Waller, like that pickup from the Vegas Raiders, giving him a big target at tight end, very athletic. They'll add receivers, I think, too. They could be, by the they way, will. think about that. The, the swing the Saquon play. Saquon Barkley could, back. Yeah, franchise wow. tagged. Oh, yeah. Well, and that could, because the other team that's in the mix for DeAndre Hopkins are the Giants. What if the Giants had DeAndre Hopkins? And and that, that becomes a real problem, too, for the Cowboys. Darren Waller with yes. With that, so Daniel Jones, where are we putting? Uh, I'm trying to think who the quarterbacks are. I mean, that's that's the thing. Oh, the Commanders, you don't know who the quarterback's going to no, be. No, Commanders are out. I'm not going to put. No matter who's their quarterback, I'm not putting Sam Howell no. on this list. Where's Justin Fields with the Chicago Bears? Where's uh, Jordan Love with the Green Bay Packers? What about uh, who's a quarterback who's in the Detroit? Quarterback of the anyway? Falcons, Desmond Ritter or Taylor Heineke? Oh. 
gosh, who's the quarterback of the Panthers? Whoever they draft with the first Whoever pick. Whoever they draft right? is playing. And by the way, there are reports now. I don't know if they, because again, don't believe this is a month away from the draft or 40 days from the draft. There are now reports that Frank Reich loves Anthony Richardson. Oh, God. The owner loves Bryce Young. And the coach, like the coaches are all in on C.J. Stroud. So there's a complete, and, and the, it really, kind of, if it's up to Frank Reich, they're going to take, because Frank Reich apparently doesn't like smaller quarterbacks. He wants a bigger, more sturdy player, which would lead you to Stroud or Anthony Richardson or even Will Levis. But you don't trade up to number one to take a project like Anthony Richardson. So which would lead no, you to your C- guy's playing right away. Which leads to C.J. Stroud, who may play pretty quickly. But guess what? I mean, I know they have some draft capital, but they traded a lot of draft capital to get the number one pick. Here's the thing with the Panthers: if if you draft C.J. Stroud, you just traded D.J. Moore, who's your best receiver. You traded Christian McCaffrey last year. You're going to have a young quarterback with nobody to throw to. I saw, I saw there we're talking to Adam Thielen. Like, wh- who are you throwing the ball to with this young? You can't put a rookie quarterback out there with no weapons. But that's what the Panthers are. We also forgot about doing. Geno Smith. Where do we put him? I put him above Derek Carr. This, really? I mean, he yeah, he had a big uh, year with less. I mean, I mean, he had less worse receivers, way worse off into the line. In he worked it in Seattle. Yeah, I've seen over Derek Vegas Carr over year. years. Year, after, I mean, I could give you Derek Carr's two years ago when he wasn't playing for the jerk Josh McDaniel and had him in the playoffs and played great, Pro Bowl. So didn't you uh, know Smith had that big son of a gun from Mississippi State yeah. flying, and didn't Miss, he have the DK old ball Matt, head dude? Yeah, DK Metcalf from Ole Miss. Ole Miss, and you know the old man Tyler Lockett. Yeah. All right, so Hurts, Stafford, Cousins, Dak, Derek Carr, Daniel Jones, Geno Smith. And really, two through seven are all the same. Hurts is the best player. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, he's only had one year where he's shown. Well, Geno that. Smith's only had one year. Okay, well, RG3 was that good for one year. Well, he got hurt. He had a devastating knee injury that he never recovered from. And, uh, you know, Jalen Hurts has not – he didn't suffer injury. He had a shoulder, but he was fine in the Super Bowl. Looking good. So Hurts is clearly the number one. Um, yeah, the targets matter who you're throwing to. Oh, believe but, me, you know that. Well, no, I mean, people tried to say last year when Jalen Hurts was blowing it up early when they were undefeated into December that he was a system quarterback. No, he is the system. Yes. Now, he has great pieces around him to yes, run the system, which makes it really maybe the best offensive line in the league. Running back had his best year since he's been in the league. Thanks to, to Jalen next to him. Great O-line, two running great backs O-line, in the backfield, right. the RPO game. Great wide receivers. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and Dallas Goddard. So, yeah, I mean, Eagles are the favorites coming back. But the Cowboys... They had DeAndre Hopkins with what they're going to do on defense. Because I, I assume if you tell me they just add a tight end, they're going to be in the same spot they were last year. Their defense will be fantastic. Their offense will suck. I don't know about suck. If you add DeAndre Hopkins, get a healthier I Michael I said if they Gallup, don't add anybody, I mean, well, you're going to get a healthier Michael Gallup. I, I'm going to be on record pegging the Cowboys with a, a tight end with that first pick at 26. And could be there's a kid, Dalton Kincaid from Utah, who is a high end player, back to back great years with the Utes. Big 6'4", six, 6'5", six, guy. Also, there's Matthew Mayer, Notre Dame. There's a kid named Luke Musgroves from uh, Graves from Oregon State. And I guess my guy Darn- Darnell Washington out of Georgia is the name you to watch for. But, yeah, you had DeAndre Hopkins, tight end, and then depth on your O-line or what you're trying to add uh, come draft day. Uh, offensive and defensive line help is what I would be looking for if I'm the Cowboys. But, yes, you're still chasing the Eagles, but you had those pieces. Because, look, when they left the field at San Francisco losing again, when Dak Prescott threw another interception, uh, I'm thinking, well, Dan Quinn's gone. Probably losing Donovan Wilson. Probably losing Leighton Vander Esch. Probably, I mean, what are they going to do with Pollard and this whole thing on the running back side of things? 
this is what they did yesterday. I think was 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 important. And adding Stephon Gilmore, they wanted to get in on the Jalen Ramsey thing. That got too pricey. Patrick Peterson was someone they were looking at. Uh, but to get Stephon Gilmore, I think is a nice nice addition for that defense to give Dan Quinn another piece to to build around. Like what they're doing. And now you got to add to the offense because as we yes, say, you have to. Dak needs more than less. Yes. And he's more, more than, than what he went into the when, last year. Even though you you think that Michael Gallup will be a little bit better, you know he'll be healed up. I mean he'll have two years now. He should be ready to go. He'll he'll be a lot quicker than he was last year. All right, we come back. It'll be Ty leading us through the hot or not topics on a Wednesday morning and over the hump Wednesday. This guy says Brock Purdy. Hello, well Brock Purdy's having Tommy John surgery, so we can't consider no, him right now until anything. he's healthy. Until he's healthy. All right, we'll be back. Be and with you. What's hot? And what's not? What's hot, what's not is brought to you by Texas Orthopedics, the largest independent orthopedic practice in central Texas. Visit us at txortho.com to learn more and to schedule an appointment. Hot and not, and uh, apologies to the Motown fans. We forgot Jared Goff. Where do we put Jared Goff in our ranking of NFC quarterback pecking order? Jared Goff. Is he right a, there with Dak. Yeah, so 4-5-ish. Yep. Right there, Derek Carr, Dak, Jared Goff. Okay, I'm with you. It says, you better, on the spec sign, put some respect on Geno Smith's name. Okay, that's fair. It says, Darren Waller's good for about six games. Well, that is actually a fact. That uh, Can I give you the number on Darren Waller, who is now a New York football giant? Uh, when he was making, you know, Hundred catches a year mm-hmm. from 2019 and 2020. Uh, the the all, he became an All Pro tight end. Um, let me give. You, where's my Jared? Where's my oh, my my phone? My watch is talking to us now. Sorry about that. Uh, where's Darren Waller? Well, he, he, so in the, so in those two years, he played great. Was a Pro Bowler in the last 34 games that he could have played in, and he only played in 14 Ooh. because of injury. That's a low number. But the, if the Giants can keep Darren Waller healthy. Uh, that could be a really good player. That could be a really, really good player. But, yes, health has been a factor for him. A couple other hot or nots before we let Ty run us through some topics we've missed. Does this sound good? We mentioned the Matthew McConaughey, Woody Harrelson unscripted show coming to Apple+. Plus. How about this one? An entire movie. You know, we just had Cocaine Bear that everybody's out to see. You like going to see guys in the strip club movie. What's that called? Magic Mike's. Now there's an entire movie coming out about a guy who gets stuck in a porta potty. Yeah, it's a German movie. I can't say what the name of it is. It's called Holy... Really? (laughs) The premise is a guy gets stuck on a construction site in a porta potty He's a... Stop. Overnight? I mean, is he he there for, like, weeks at a time, or what is it? I don't know, but apparently it's like at a demolition site. So there's about to be a a demolition happening. Like a big building's about to be demolished, and he's stuck I'll in the porta potty. Use my belt and cut my way through <laughs> he that. He can't get out. Oh, I don't know. I'm not hot on that, but I like the title. Holy, love that one. Shapoo you know what I'm saying? Um, and you know, yesterday we had the zebra that chewed the guy's ear off and all. Uh, no, the, his uh, arm, arm in Ohio. Arm. A woman in Oklahoma nearly had her ear ripped off by a pet monkey. There, I. Well, he didn't go for. He didn't go for the breasticles because that's what the monkeys generally do. Ear. Went for the ear? Um, yeah, Brittany Parker of Oklahoma. She had a pet monkey, and you know sometimes monkeys go monkey. Yeah, they do. That ear looks like a banana to me. Was she the Tiger King now or what, <laughs> out of the state of Oklahoma? That is, what is 
Stop with all, I mean, zebras and monkeys and no, the dogs and just cats. have a dog and a cat or whatever. Just have a dog and a cat. Well, you've got some. You used to have goats. I had a, Did you I, ever I, get I, bit had, by the goat? Yeah, I got bit by the goat. I got, <laughs> I got the goat to knock me down the stairs. Got from behind me, got me underneath the legs. To in my your legs. house? Yes. No. What was it doing in your house? No, not in the house. Down where the where the goat lived. Goat protected the chickens. Oh, okay. And the turkeys. So if you go in there, you'd have to go in there with a stick because that goat would want to ram you at all times. It didn't want you in there with the chickens. Okay. So I fin the goat off. Pushed and you down the stairs. Turned my back and the goat got me right down the stairs. Oh, Goats are mean. Goats man. are they're, they're mean. Coming up, by the way, and not hot or not, but salacious gossip, I have a story about a a prison in the, in, in the U.K. I got to get you this. This is absolutely salacious. A, a British jail. 18 female guards have been fired. 18 over illicit affairs with inmates. Got a whorehouse going out over here. <laughs> T.Y., what do you have for us in Hot or Not? Uh, Giselle, Giselle Boonjian, uh, back in Costa Rica with... Uh, Mr. Judo? With the jiu-jitsu guy. The jiu-jitsu guy, guy yeah. And uh, she said once again he's just down there to train the kids. But some, some photos come out of them horseback riding through the jungle together and... You know, the, the, the rumors are heating up. So I'm Giselle Boonsden. Tom Brady's ex, if you're wondering. Yeah, she's been hanging out. She's been horsing around. With the personal trainer. Joaquin Valente. Oh, Joaquin. Well, you know, she's not with Tom anymore. Gotta do move she on. Wants. Gotta move, that's right. Do whatever she wants. Well, Tiger Woods, she was the top, uh, the betting favorite to be dating Tiger Woods, so... It's got to make some plays Tiger here soon. Tiger has to stop dating. She's too old. Tiger just has to stop. Just go back to paying for it. You're not married anymore. You know what I mean? Just head to Denny's. <laughs> just get out. Arby's or whatever you used to go to. Hey, we'll be back. B&E on a Wednesday.